welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner.com, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co host, Mark Salcedo, managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek. That's it. That's it? Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay, what's what's the question? We were just talking about recording. Okay. Making fun of the word record. Okay. But it it made me think of a question. Okay. Is cord a verb? What, uh, uh, yes. I, yes. Let's like, yes. Like you can't record until mm. you've corded. Okay, no. Because I think it's that like cord is like, it's a noun, right? Person, place, or thing. Yeah, so it's a cord. So it's a thing. You know what I have to say about that? What? I have to say that you and anybody else who fucked that part of the English language up, mm-hmm. like, why is it that people who can't take advice always insist <laughs> on giving it? <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's why I'm no longer going to give you advice. You're going to come to me with your problems. I'm, I'm going to go, go. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Those are my wow. problems. Who says I got problems? You got... You have 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. What kind of is right now? Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> a little bit of, like, personal Inside stuff. joke. Yeah, personal stuff. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, take that back. You have 99 problems, and a bitch is one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um... You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. That's two E's in real. And if you want to email us, you don't have to, but you can. <laughs> but you don't have to. If you feel if you feel obliged. If you feel so inclined, email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you could, please review us on iTunes, and then we will be noticed. You know, because that's what we need be noticed why don't you notice me (laughs) um our segments this week are the news our recent review of no time to die variety time blackmail email round three (laughs) who will get the ko fuck not me (laughs) (laughs) and our geriatric cinematic is casino royale which came out in 2006 Mm -hmm. what's the topic well i mean Last episode, you you made the topic extra long. I did, and that was some bullshit. That was some wasted talent right there. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. great. <laughs> so the topic was <laughs> my talent is making things complicated. <laughs> Still a talent. It's a curse. Same thing. One look. One okay, man's explain. curse is another man's talent. Hmm. Anyway, so the topic. <laughs> For this week is another tattoo. Yeah, (laughs) the topic for this week is uh, bonding over bond. 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 (laughs) How British am I? Bond. (laughs) Super ego. Yeah, yeah, the super ego. I'm just saying, like, if you don't know what super ego is, y'all need to check it out. That's a great fucking podcast. I don't even know they do it anymore. I think they like stop for a minute. (sighs) Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to kick off the news? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and punk that bitch. Um, so today, actually, about two hours before we started recording, 
Um, courting or recording? Two hours before we started courting. <laughs> For the sake of this argument, <laughs> uh, it was announced that uh, James Gunn, James Gunn's uh, Guardian of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, will feature Adam Warlock, and we have an Adam Warlock. Uh, sources at Deadline has said that Will Poulter mm-hmm. has landed the role as Adam Warlock in the highly anticipated Marvel film. Uh, James Gunn is set to direct, come back and direct with Feige, Kevin Feige, producing. Um, it looks like the production's not going to start until November, um, and that Gunn had done a lengthy uh, search for the right person that actually ended in August. Um, it looks like, uh, let me see, with Poulter meeting along with several other actors to be uh, for the coveted part. Um, I, I kind of knew this was coming. It's it's funny. I, I was working on this story since like last year. Well, I don't want to say working on it. I, I had this idea of who I thought should have been Adam Warlock, and it was this Australian actor whose name is escaping me right now, which sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I did an interview was with him. Ben O'Toole? Yeah, Ben O'Toole. Ben O'Toole. There you go. Ben O'Toole. My brain worked for once. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I interviewed the guy for like over an hour, got to know him really well, and then I just never did the piece, or like I kind of like, it fell behind the... Fell, to what's it called next to the wayside is that fell to the wayside fell to the wayside because i had other stuff that came up in school and everything like that because i was gonna like try to push this campaign of like this dude should be adam warlock i and i think he looked great for the role he's already got kind of like a marble body anyway um and one of the reasons why i actually didn't like complete the the assignment is because I remember James Gunn saying something like someone someone was already trying to say like oh this person is going to be Adam Warlock and James Gunn was like that's nice but like why would I make it a white guy because and it, it made sense because Adam Warlock is considered like the the embodiment of a perfect being mm-hmm. and that's kind of like are right, you're saying like a white person is like the perfect being you know it's it kind of like. I, so it threw you off. It threw me off. And I thought like, well, I can understand if they would like make Adam Warlock black, Asian, Latino, something like, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Like they're trying to do something a bit different. But mm-hmm. I guess Gunn went with, you know, this British actor. <laughs> and I'm, and you know, he's white. And he's white. The, the, like, no joke. The dude's like a legit actor. He's a British actor. But if you watch anything he's done, you wouldn't think he was British. Mm. Um, I think his most famous role uh, was the Joker. For the Gotham series. Oh. I mean, even though it wasn't really the Joker, it was like a brother of the Joker. I don't know. That show was It was stupid. something. <laughs> it was something. Um, but he's like he's like he's like a legit actor. So I, I'm I'm interested in see what they're gonna do with, with this character. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what else happened in the news? In the news. Mm-hmm. Um that seventy show spinoff which is called That 90s Show. Clever. Very clever. <laughs> um, is ordered at Netflix. And Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp are set to return. Mm-hmm. Um, they played the parents of Red and Kitty Foreman um, in That 70s Show. Um, so they ordered 10 episodes, Netflix did, of the show. And it'll be a multicam sitcom like the original. Mm-hmm. Um in the new series, it's 1995, and Leia Foreman, daughter of Eric and Donna, is visiting her grandparents for the summer, where she bonds with a new generation of Point Place, Wisconsin, kids under the watchful eye of Kitty and the stern glare of Red. Mm. 
Um, so the original series creators, Bonnie Turner and Terry Turner, and their daughter, Lindsay Turner, are on board as writers. Um, and they're going to executive produce with that 70s show alum, Greg Mettler, mm-hmm. who is also writing and serving as an executive producer and showrunner. Um, and then Smith and Rupp will also executive produce. Mm. So did you watch um, Did you watch that 70s show? I like with anything else, I caught a couple episodes here or there. Okay. Yeah, I remember I used to watch that show. Um, let me see. I know I got through like maybe two or three seasons. I actually I stopped watching it because uh, a girl I dated in high school reminded me of one of the characters. Mm. And I was like, um, I don't want to watch it now because this person reminds me of this person. Yeah. So like, I stopped watching it. But like, I'm very familiar with like, it's very part of like the pop culture zeitgeist and stuff like that mm-hmm. i remember they did like because of the success of that 70s show they did a that's uh that 80 show that i really dug because a lot of the music i knew mm-hmm. and like a lot of the attitude and the people and stuff like that i was like oh yeah i totally know like kids like that and shit yeah and um but it like lasted like one season and got canceled <laughs> um so i don't know i don't It'd be interesting, I think, to revisit the show if only mm-hmm. to like see what you can remember from the nineties. Oh yeah, there'll be a ton of like relatable stuff in the nineties that comes. I'm sure there's gonna be like a whole grunge error episode or some shit like that. Probably gonna be like, Oh, Kurt Cobain died, how does it affect me? Blah 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 blah. It's gonna be like the serious like suicide episode or some shit like mm. that. Um So I don't know. Like and but, but didn't I didn't he die in ninety three or ninety four? uh kirk Cobain? yeah i think he died in 93 um yeah. so it's it's uh, it's well see that's the thing it's like that 90s show but it doesn't actually say like when in the 90s it's the 95 uh oh it's 95 okay well, for, for some reason i just i just doinked that out or something yeah, because like, i was reading it and you're like fuck this bitch is talking again. yeah exactly <laughs> thank you every day in my head whenever we're talking <laughs> fuck this bitch is talking <laughs> for seven years fuck this bitch is talking <laughs> Um, huh? <laughs> over a hundred episodes of this podcast. Fuck, this bitch is talking. <laughs> uh, so ninety-five. Okay, so they won't be. Okay, so they won't deal with that. Um, still interested in watching it. Mm. Um, I do know because I, I caught some of the, like the later later episodes where like the Air Foreman character was gone. That ep- the episode like. The quality like declined so badly. Mm. I was like, "Oh, this is no fuck gonna, this show." You know what they're gonna do? They're hmm. they're probably if the show lasts long enough, they're definitely gonna do the Bill Clinton scandal. When was? Let me see. When was the Bill Clinton scandal? I think I think that was like ninety nine. No, 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 no. It had to be Bill Clinton scandal. Was it wasn't ninety nine or ninety eight? Let's see. Uh, Bill Clinton scandal happened in oh, it was in ninety eight. Um, like shift from 95 to 97. Oh, you know there's going to be a joke in there. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, that Clinton guy's sure hanging out with that woman a little too much or some shit like that. <laughs> um, so it took place in 98. Okay. So, yeah, they... But that's... Well, because this, this, this show is supposed to, like, take over the course of the summer. So we probably won't... They probably won't Not Not in it. this season. I'm just talking about the show last Oh, like enough. if it keeps going and stuff yeah, like, like that? I can't remember anything what happened in 95, but I know there was, like, a lot of, like, Middle Eastern wars and stuff uh what if the gulf gulf war started what 93 right i think 90 all right so gulf war and this is a history lesson episode <laughs> no 90 to 91 that's yeah, what it says that's what i said 90 it started in 90 yeah 
I thought the Gulf War lasted longer, though. I thought so too. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Let's let's just hear. Let's just do a little bit of hypothetical. Okay. Uh, so let's see what happened in '95 that they might cover. Like there was bombing in Gaza or some shit. Uh, let me see. So let's see what happened in 1995. Um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Uh, let me see. MJ returned to basketball. DVDs were invented. Uh, Toy Story premiered. Uh, Bill Clinton was still president. Playboy became legal again. The PlayStation came out. Internet. The creation of the- <gasps> OJ got set free. Oh, they're going to talk about that. <laughs> MLB strike. They'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Talk about income. Rent was cheaper. Uh, Mariah Carey. I would imagine. Oh Mariah yeah, Carey's Mariah movie. Carey was huge. Goosebumps. Uh, let me see. Dot com era started. Windows ninety five hit our screens. Okay. So a lot of stuff. Nothing happened. about wars. Nope. I'm not seeing a whole lot about wars. Uh, city. Oh. Uh, nope. Nope. Bye bye. Oh. Uh, Bosnia civil war ended. Oh, okay. Uh, Yitzkin Rabin, the fifth prime minister of Israel, was assassinated. Oh, Oklahoma City bombing happened. Okay, okay. So, they got they got plenty of material. Music-wise, culture, like music, movies, books. They got plenty of stuff to talk about. Mm. Yeah. You have any more for that story? No. Okay, good. Fuck. History lesson is over. I know. Fuck, this bitch still talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm actually excited about this now. <laughs> okay. So, we have a new pinhead. The Hellraiser film, the remake that is, uh, I know it's been written by David Goyer, who's also working as producer. I can't remember who's directing. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, David Bruckner. The film that's being directed by David Bruckner um, has found its pinhead. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Pinhead will be played by Census 8 actress Jamie Clayton. A woman. Pin drop. Pin drop. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Spy Guys Media Group and Hulu have announced the production has wrapped up on reimagining the horror classic of Hellraiser. Um, they revealed that Jamie Clayton will be playing the villainous character of Pinhead. Uh, uh, Pinhead was originally played by Doug Bradley, who had returned in like several other uh, sequels. Uh, so far, the cast is um, here comes Kelsey's going to have to help me with this. Uh, Odessa. Odessa. Odessa A. Zion. Zion. A Zion. A Zion. A oh A Zion. Yeah. A A. Not the A Zion. Not uh. I know I was trying to make not, a bad joke. Not ah. Ah. Brandon Flynn. Azian. Okay. <laughs> Goran Visnik. Mm-hmm. Drew Star Starkey. <laughs> okay. Wow. Adam Faison. Mm-hmm. Uh Ify. Ify Hines. And yeah, I I knew a kid in school in fifth grade. I was in class with a girl named Ify. Oh, did they spell it like that? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it looks like him Abbas. Looks like that's the name. Uh, screenplay is written by Ben Collins, Luke Petroski, and story by David S. Goyer. Okay, so we talked about this um, maybe like a few weeks ago. I'll say a few, maybe about a month ago that they had started production. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, I'm, I, 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 I was like, I remember we talked about, it, I was like, eh, I'm kind of interested. Maybe let's see what's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. So now I heard that pin is going to be played by a woman. Now I'm like, all right, I'm in. Mm. And everyone check this out. Be, one of the, so there's two reasons. One, a lot of fucking bitch ass asshole dudes are like, pin is a woman. Blah, 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 blah. Not realizing that the character pin in the book 
is a woman. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two. Not only is it not only Jamie Clayton is a woman, she is a transge- transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, person who was born a man and transitioned to a woman back. In, she did his, her transition started back in two thousand three. So very very interested in seeing this mm-hmm. now. Um, because I, I think that's cool. Like a villain, like a a lead villainous role, like a lead, and I'm sure. And not 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 to be like, oh yeah, because I want to see like transgender people seen as like evil or something like that. I said no, this is like a well known like uh, horror monster mm-hmm. pinhead. There's Freddy Krueger, there's Michael Myers, Jason, um, the Xenomorph, all that kind of stuff, and there's Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like I said, my interest has like spiked. Definitely want to check this out. I've never seen anything by Jamie Clayton. I never watched Senses Eight from what I or Sense Eight. Um, from what I heard, that show was really fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by the Wachowski siblings, so and I had kind of like fallen o- off from them too. So <laughs> that's why I was like, mm, maybe I'll check it out or not. But apparently, it was that that was a really popular show. I think it went on for like maybe like two or three seasons, and it had like a fi- like a finale movie or something <laughs> like that. Um, so there is uh, no note of a release date, but it will be released exclusively in the U.S. and on Hulu. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. But like I said, very interested in this. Me too. Yeah, because you've actually like you've actually seen one of the Hellraiser movies, right? I could have swore you told me you saw like one of them. I remember being traumatized by the character on screen, mm-hmm. like just the look of the character, the pinhead character, like when I was a kid. But I don't. I, I know I watched it, but I don't remember it, except mm. that I was just terrified. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, that character has such sights to show you. Yeah. That's what the character says. And then it's going to make me want to poke my eyes out with the needles. No, I'll do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh. you know, he's, he's he's good like that. He's good know? like that. He's like, oh, he's like, you want to gouge your eyes out? That's okay. I got these chains. <laughs> 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 and he even makes that noise. <laughs> Great. I know. Now you're like, fuck, this asshole's talking. <laughs> no, no. This bitch is still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, uh, that's it, what I have for that. Um, what? I feel like mentioning, hmm. you know, since the character is a proud transgender woman, mm-hmm. we went somewhere super fun yesterday. Oh, you want to talk about that, like, real quick before yeah. we... Yeah. Okay. We went to... Um, Dragalicious Gospel Brunch. Yeah, I believe it was called... Uh, At the Lips. It's called the Lips... This is like uh, unpaid, unpaid plug or anything. It's called the Lips Restaurant in San Diego. Drag Show Brunch. Gospel. Mm-hmm. So it's like not the only show they have, right? Mm-hmm. But they do that, the brunch on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like bingo that's on Wednesdays. They have like other shows that go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the So the drag queens are mm-hmm. obviously in drag. And then they take your order mm-hmm. and like, then they perform mm-hmm. and all while like serving you bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, whole hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. And like all of the drag queens were awesome, but there were a few that I was like, damn, you're fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. There was one, I can't remember what her name, but like she had like the, the church hat and everything and the short, like. She was black. She had like short blonde hair that um, I think you said it looked like uh, what's her name from Real Housewives of, of Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Her. I was like, 
damn, what's up? I liked her in her first outfit, but mm. later on, like without a hat on, I don't think I like her as much. I liked her in every outfit. She, I especially liked her when she did her Tina Turner uh, routine, like when she had the long red hair. Mm-hmm. That was straight up Tina Turner. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> I like the one named Nomi. Was that the or w- knew me. Was that the one that was like um, with the green? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you you and I think uh my girlfriend's friend Brian were just like wow, like amazed by her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was amazed by her. Well, I was amazed by her hiding her ass. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Amazon woman. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um there was one I there was one I, I, I was amazed just by the hills. It was the one who did like the Madonna song. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll, how, how many inches do you think those platforms were? They had to be at least five. I think they were probably taller than that. Yeah, oh, I, I saw those shoes. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like <on>. stilts. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. But she was amazing at at, at her, her routine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the what's her name? Uh, Mrs. None of the above. Oh yeah. Th- yeah, sister. None of the above. Sister. None of the above. Who did this great share uh, show? Uh, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, I absolutely loved her. She was great, except mm. when, you know, just asking me something and I couldn't hear her, oh, and she yeah. got frustrated with me. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was it was pretty loud. I one thing I did notice is I was like, she kind of looks like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she kept changing her voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she would be like feminine sounding and then kind of creepy like squeaky like, sounding yeah, and it was like smoker's voice and yeah shit like and that. then she'd sound like a straight up man <laughs> yeah that was a great time it was a really it was great, great time yeah great i think james would love to go <laughs> oh my god james would love that shit james yeah. would be like what the fuck it's like <laughs> oh yeah yeah james you need to come back <laughs> seriously what we'll it, go there yeah when everything's a-okay fucking fly back Fly down here. We'll take you to. We'll take you to drag brunch, and your your life will be changed. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So what we got next? Next, we're going to do our recent review of No Time to Die. James, fate draws us back together. Now your enemy is my enemy. His name is Seven. And what does he want? Revenge. Me. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. You can imagine why I've come back to play. There's a young lady in Santiago I want you to meet. You're late. When you're ready. Salute. I met your new double O. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Everyone tries at least once. James Bond. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want to be a little tidier. The synopsis is... James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a, with a dangerous new technology. Hey, I, I copied it from Synopsis, put it up with them. <laughs> armed with dangerous new technology. <laughs> Directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga. 
written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It stars Daniel Craig, Leah Sidhu, uh, Rami Malek, Lashana Lynch, and Ralph Fiennes. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, yeah, because my brains already want to go to the ending, but yeah, we got to like, that's definitely spoiled material. Um, so, No Time to Die, this is the movie that's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, and now it's finally released. Mm-hmm. Um, this is meant to be a proper send-off for Daniel Craig as James Bond, <laughs> which originally was supposed to be Spectre. Actually, no, I found out today, it was actually supposed to be Skyfall. Really? And then he came back, I think he came back because Sam Mendes was coming back, and he was like, alright, this is going to be my last one. And that one was bad. <laughs> and he was like, alright, let's do it again, one more time. <laughs> Oh my god! So he's like Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah, seriously. or fucking Brett Favre, yeah, or like, uh, well, you think Kobe Bryant like retire a bunch of times too before he like retired for good? I don't know. Um, I know I'm a horrible basketball fan. Fuck whatever. Um, <laughs> so I no think time. race car drivers do that too. Oh, I know. I right? didn't Dale Earnhardt Jr. retire like so many times. I like think so. Thirty five times or something. <laughs> um. How do you retire from from driving? You just make left turns. Like, that's... And it was... Sorry. Sorry. About to go on a rant. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know it's more than that. I just want to make a joke. <laughs> um, so, Kelsey, what'd you think of this movie? This Fumi... This Fumi. Jesus this Christ. Fumi. Mm-hmm. This Fumi. <laughs> this, this Fuganaga. <laughs> I meant I was confusing the words movie and FOMO. Was, uh, my brain was already at FOMO mm, because this movie gave mm, me FOMO. Mm, okay, okay, that's what I meant. Gotcha. Fumi means movie gave me FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that movie gave me FOMO. Yeah, because like you've you've only watched one John up uh, John. You've only watched one James Bond film, and that was uh, License to Kill. And that was for like mm-hmm. you watched it with me, and it was for like when I guest uh, spot on another podcast. Um, but this, so this essentially is like your second Bond film, but this is like the last Daniel Craig era Bond film, right? Yeah. So you've never had any kind of like, I didn't have a connection to him really. Yeah. Yeah. Or any experience with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way this film played out, Mm -hmm. um, kind of made me wish that I had watched his other ones first. Yeah. 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 Um, which I'm, I guess maybe it's a good thing I waited because I probably wouldn't feel that way after watching some of the other ones you said weren't so good. Oh, the, uh, the, the, like, uh, Quantum Assault Inspector and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. It may, I mean, yeah, because this, this one, like they were always touring. Well, I don't say always, I'll say in Quantum of, uh, in Casino Royale, uh, they, uh, kind of just gave it like its own Bond film. And then I think they, if, if I remember reading correctly, like then they were like, okay, Quantum Solace, we can kind of make a, like a connective tissue with this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this one kind of like, it ends like this overarching arc with like the James Bond character. Um, I think it kind of does it. I mean, it, it's clear they did it very sl- sloppily, mm-hmm. if that's the, the correct word. Um that they were trying to like make references to like other like past movies and stuff like that because they're like oh, hey remember this like other Bond films and stuff like that which is not it's a thing that's not normally done in like the Roger Moore or the uh, even like in the Pierce Brosnan films and yeah, stuff like that because it also doesn't make sense <laughs> oh to make them connected yeah okay I, I like it does uh-huh. 
if you recognize that the 007 mm. moniker will like continue, continue. on yeah. and it's not just James Bond is a one singular person. Yeah, yeah. But the way some of them play out, you mm. know that they're just rebooting the same person. Yeah. Not just the name and the 007. Yeah, yeah. And also like the fact that this one like like you could I th- I would say that if you were not just using that same character but you were just doing the names mm. and putting it on different people like it just continues like mm. a code name and whatever. Yeah. Then it kind of works, but like, mm-hmm. then you kind of get the whole villain thing. Like, mm-hmm, you can't yeah. use the old villains. You can't like. Yeah, like like. So what? Like, villains have code names too, and those recycle. Yeah, like, I know, I know. Well, that that there's 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 been this there's always been this theory. Um, I think it's been disproven. It, it was disproven in Skyfall, but there's always been this theory that James Bond and 007 is just a code name because of the. Uh, different actors that take the role and stuff like that. I've even heard this argument. I think it's kind of funny. It's I think it's also bullshit that like the doc, not the doctor, that James Bond is a time lord. That's what I'm thinking. Like the mm-hmm. doctor, and there's, there's always been like that gag and shit like that. Um, but yeah, this one like they do kind of like fuck with the whole like moniker thing, like the 007 code name. Which mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of glad they do because it kind of mm-hmm. lays it to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but like I'm, I think it, I think it was great. Like I think like. The first act works well, and I think the second act even works well too. But I think not the entire second act. When we get to the tail end of the second act and then to the third act, I think it starts getting kind of messy. Of like, okay, wait, what is going on? Why do we like, like, like what, like what's her name? Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lashana Lynch. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked her in this movie. I liked her personality. I liked the fact that she was very. Uh, not bullheaded, but like very sure of herself, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. But I felt like they didn't use her enough no. in this movie. It was like she's a throwaway character. Yeah, she was masculine enough enough to fit the part, mm. and that was it. Like, so they just she wasn't the star of the show, so they mm-hmm. didn't use her. Yeah, and it's like okay. Yeah, and it's weird because like you got a sense that like they're trying to like set her up to be like. Oh, she like she might be like the next Bond, like you know. This is like the her entry and stuff like that, you know. Which mm-hmm. I thought was like great, but the way how they kind of handled it now is just like uh, that's probably not going to happen now. Yeah, and it sucks because like I'm like looking forward to like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um. It, okay, so since this is like your first time, th- this was your first time watching Daniel Craig as Bond. Would you think his performance in like within this Bond universe? He's a legit fucking actor. Oh yeah, yeah. Like. He hit all of the emotional beats. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know about you because you've seen a lot of James Bond. But mm. when I think, you know, like, objectively about James Bond, I do not think emotional. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's, that's, like, that's been the Bond character. I think lack of emotion. I think, like, like sed- you know, seducer and, like. Yeah, like, uh, pretty much an asshole. Like, yeah. if you think about it, like, the James Bond character is an asshole at heart. Mm-hmm. The only time they really, like, kind of gave him emotions is, you know, I'm probably getting a lot of shit, is George Lazenby's Bond, mm-hmm. where, like, he actually had a wife mm-hmm. by the end of that movie. And, like, this very emotional, like, gut punch and stuff like that. They've had, like, little tweaks of, like, oh, he's, like, a little soft or something like that. But, it, but in the end, Bond is, like, he sleeps with a girl. He... He, he, he sleeps, leaves them high and dry. Yeah, he gives like the villain girl like 
you know, the dick down. Uh-huh. And it's like, thanks, I used you. And like, that's it. He's yeah. drinking, smoking, shooting. You know, he has a license to kill. So he's just like, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, stuff like and that. And like making decisions that hurt other people. But whatever, because yeah. it's for the greater good. Yeah. Uh, mind you, it's still kind of the same thing with with, <laughs> with Daniel Craig's Bond. Because he's still like yeah. laying waste. But like, he at least has a bit more emotion and a bit more of like, oh, he's like a broken individual and stuff like that. Yeah. Which they like really... Which I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like it when people actually give character depth because yeah. without it, it's like, why the fuck am I watching this? Because it's Shiny Penny again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I think with this one, um, they, I'll say with the Dan, I'd say they, they succeeded. I'll say like right now, like all, like all with like Daniel Craig being like this emotional like person with his bond nuance and everything. I think they did it really well in this one. Um, some of the others, I don't really think it did so well. Like, I think her name is like Leigh Sadu or something, the one who played Madeline. I she's Inspector. I I I she, she's not a good actress. I, I she's not a good actress. Mm-hmm. She had like one emotion. No, she, I'm sorry. She had three emotions. Worried. <laughs> yeah, worried, stilted, and then crying, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like. That's, and that, that kind of bothers me. She has a face of like, because you can see all of those emotions on her face. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was her agent, I'd be like, stop doing that. You're going to get <laughs> wrinkles before your time. Or like, uh, or, you know, if like it was her mother, be like, your face is going to get stuck like that. They probably they probably told her that and it just stuck with her. Maybe her face did get stuck like that. Um, and like, I, I know they're like selling this character with her and Bond and this Bond is like, the love of her life and she and and she's a love of his life and everything but like that chemistry just never worked for me and it still doesn't work for me in this movie i think you had the benefit of seeing their chemistry in the other movie uh-huh um because i saw them in this one and it was my first experience yeah and there's a um a scene where i thought like their whatever they were feeling towards each other didn't work mm-hmm. um but when they like get when let's see i think their chemistry in other senses like worked like Mm -hmm. there's like one situation like i can't really give it away but like there's one part in particular where i was like this isn't believable and then as the movie progresses it it becomes more believable to me that's what i mean Mm, okay um yeah i just I don't know. Maybe, maybe when we get in spoilers, maybe to, maybe you can point it out to me because I was just kind of like, I don't know. I like I felt like Dan Kirk was carrying like the weight of like all the emotions for, between those two characters. Well, she like you paint her as kind of like a dead fish, and I don't really think she was. Well, okay, but I also don't feel like she had much play in the film. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, she wasn't the big star. And she uh-huh. kind of was a means to an end, mm-hmm. as far as characters go. The same way as um, the other double O. Which one? Lashana Lynch. Oh yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't think they wrote her in a way that would create mm-hmm. more than what you saw. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's the thing. Like, it should have been. It should have been more than what I saw because, like, this is like the last time. This is like. Bond, this is Daniel Craig's last Bond film, you know, the big send-off and everything. I will admit, though, that when she, 
maybe like I said, like, and I keep coming back to his work chemistry, and I think it's, I think it's because it's like it wasn't bouncing off so well with just with Daniel Craig, but when she was with somebody else, mm-hmm. or it was just with her, more believable. Like I don't know if she just got better direction or whatever like like there's a scene or where maybe she just wasn't attracted to daniel yeah, that's probably it <laughs> <laughs> like this this dude is so too fucking old for me yeah uh, maybe it was like her like like there's that there's a scene where she interacts with uh rami, rami malik's character right mm-hmm. and i was just like okay that's it digging that but totally digging that i feel like mm-hmm. rami malik mm-hmm. is so fucking scary mm. Like, he has that calm, sinister vibe mm-hmm. in everything he fucking does. Yeah, yeah. And to bounce off of something like that, I feel like is much e- Like, I think Rami Malek makes mm-hmm. it easier for other people who maybe are middle-of-the-pack actors. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Because, like, Rami Malek always comes off. And I've, I've seen uh, I've seen and read interviews with him. He comes off as a person who's like, this is like a team effort. Like, we got to, like bring this together and i'm gonna like lift you up if you're dragging your feet i'm gonna pick you up along the way mm-hmm. and bring you along and stuff like that and he comes off as that type of person so like whenever um they shared scenes i was like okay totally with this i like this interaction um and at the same time i feel like robin Mollick is wasted in this movie i feel like he could have been in the movie a lot more and give him a little bit more depth yeah i felt yeah. like his role the way it was written was very like um like a stereotype kind of like shoo-in villain yeah yeah and it's funny because like where they could have like gave that character more nuance playing out through the movie they just exposition dump his background like at one particular scene like this here's the character this is where he comes from blah 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 blah. i was just like yo you could have like really stretched that out you didn't have to like fucking cram that shit in the fucking five minute scene Mm. was that like that bothered me um you know my biggest gripe hmm Jeffrey Wright. Why? Why are you talking about my boo? My t- my, my No, it's not brother. him. It's that there's not more of him. Oh, I, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm actually fine with that because that is the Felix Leiter character. He, I think the most he's been in a Bond film was, I think it might have been Dr. No. I think that's the most he's ever, either Dr. No or you, um, uh, you only live twice. I can't, I can't. It's one of those two. So it makes sense why his character wouldn't be so much in so much into the movie. However, I think his character was in his in this movie more than he was in Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. In Quantum of Solace, I think he has like one or two scenes or something like that. And here he like pops up with quite a few. Oh no, I take that back. He shows up more than that. He wasn't very much in um, Casino Royale either. I thought he was a no. Well. No, he was. I think it was a lot because that that whole. Uh, that, po- I mean, that, that whole like pokers? showed him, but there was no acting. Like, yeah, I get you. Yeah, because you know, there. well, cause, I mean, let, let's admit it. Jeffrey Wright would have just like act circles around day. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're we're like Jeffrey. We're Jeffrey Wright fans. Fuck it. Like, I know. He's a, he's a great actor. He's my my basket. He's your basket. Mm-hmm. He, he did a good basket. Um, <laughs> basket. Basket. Um, he's the best cat. Oh God. <laughs> What did you think of what did you think of Fukunaga's direction? This he's actually the first American to direct a Bond film. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um and especially, you know, without talking too much about Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. I feel like this film, I know you said it got muddy towards the end of the second act. Mm-hmm. I think it might have a little bit, but for the most part, mm-hmm. for how long the film is and how 
when it's a long film, directors have a hard time keeping the story together. Mm. The film had pacing issues, mm. but it made sense for me, like chronologically. Mm. So, like, mm. I usually forget things by the time the third act rolls around. I don't remember anything from the first act. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really have that problem with this one. Well, when you say when it's muddy, I think it, I think that's because like the script had to be like re- rewritten a mm-hmm. few times. Like that's why they brought uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge on to like really punch up the script and like put a little bit of comedy into it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really got a sense that like. You, you, you can almost tell, like, all right, this is where the writing changed, like, right at this point. And I would have probably have to say, shit, um, I'd probably say probably in the middle of the third act, I think, that's when I was like, all right, this is kind of like a tonal shift or some shit like that. Mm, I feel like there was, there were probably a few parts. Mm. I, I, you know, because they don't just pick up writing where the last person left off. No, I know, I know. But, like, you can, you can still, like, there's like there's at one point like i don't know how their how their writing process was mm-hmm. but i would have to guess that like they had like so many pages they're like all right this is gonna be the movie and then like they were like all right we gotta take this out take this out take this out take this out now let's bring bridge in let's put this in put this in put this in and maybe like maybe t- closer towards the end they maybe she brought in like more more maybe gravia it's gravi i say gravitas gravitas to like Making that emotional punch. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's my understanding. That she probably she was brought in more for the more, for the emotional punch to it. That's. But I'm just guessing here. Gotcha. Um. Did you ever watch the Maniac? No. The series you didn't watch it with. Uh, what's the homeboy's name? Uh, he was fat. Now he's skinny. Now he's fat again. Um. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, exactly. You knew right there. No. I thought you watched it. Jonah Hill and Emma Stone? Maniac. Yeah, it was a series. They were like stuck in a psych ward and they were like help they were trying to like go through their issues, but like they couldn't tell what was reality and what was what was fake. That's kinda ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. I think I know of it, but I didn't watch it. I thought you watched it and it kinda like fucked you up or something like that. Maybe it fucked me up so bad that I don't remember <laughs> you it. Took it out, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that's Fuganaga's work. Okay. So that Beast of No Nation, which I think is really great. Uh, he did like the first season of what's it called? Uh, True Detective and shit like that. Um, so, so it was, like I've been a fan of Fuganaga's work even since like Cien Nombre, which was like his in the, what's funny? That wasn't even that long ago. I think I did watch it. I could have swore you watched and it. And it was pre pandemic. Like, yeah. Probably within the last few months before the pandemic. Uh no, it came, out, it came out in 2018. I know it came out in 2018. Uh, did I watch it right away? I, I think you did. Because I think I was telling you you got to check it out because how weird it is. Maybe I did check it out. I, I know I know I did check it out, but I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what reality am I in? I know. Um, is this still Earth 626? Probably not. Probably in the darkest timeline right now. <laughs> um, so I like Fukunaga's directing. Um, I thought his action his action directing was really great. Mm-hmm. Like that that opening uh, action scene with the cars and everything. I thought that was fucking. Oh well, not open. It's no the, after that. the motorcycle thing. Oh, where Bond was on the bike and that no. was stupid to me. Really stupid and fucking ridiculous. I you know what that. pissed me off about it? Hmm. You could tell that in order for them to use the bikes on the stairs, mm-hmm. they packed sand. On the steps. And so, did, did that just ruin the whole action? It fucking did. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that whole thing just ruined it for you. Yes. Oh my god, it's hilarious. I thought it was great. You know, I thought logistics. it was great. I. Uh, this is a Bond film. Fuck logistics. Well, exactly. I. It's like I saw the, the magic behind the fucking magic. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I'm, I'm like, all right. Okay. Other than that, is there anything of Fukunaga's direction that you you did enjoy? Is there anything? Yeah, I told you. No, no, but like, what, of what? I need. I need specifics. You need specifics. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a film podcast. Um, get... It made sense, like I said, mm-hmm. and lots of directors have a hard time making things okay, make sense that okay. drag on forever. Okay. Anything of the action? Because this is an action film. An action film. Yeah. Other than other than the bike going up the stairs. <laughs> Anytime he was in a fight. Okay. What? I liked. Oh, okay. Like anytime he was in a fight because. Uh, Carrie did a really great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First name basis with him. Yeah, I am. Uh. Um, he's my friend too, like Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> okay. No, not Jeffrey Wright. Um, Edgar Wright. Stop. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Um, he does a really good job bringing James Bond right to the edge of like, is he gonna fucking die? Mm-hmm. And then brings you back from the edge. Yeah. You know, like. So many times. Yeah, in a, in a realistic way. Like, yeah. And, and some of the other Bond films, you're like, oh, he's going to get out of this. <laughs> like in Casino Royale, like he fucking dies. And you're like, oh. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> now we're going to go eat dinner and have some I know, you know, right? wine I'm gonna, I'm or a martini. I know. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to bankrupt this villain and then catch a mean ass meal. Cause after I died. Yeah, after I died. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, what was it? Okay, I was writing some notes down. Okay. Uh, so do you want to hop into the spoiler section? I think we've been honest for like a little over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, keep us queued up. Queued up. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hop into the spoiler section. We're going to be talking about, uh, I almost said Casino Royale, uh, No Time to Die. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you don't want to be spoiled. Here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Hola. Hola. Hey, Kelsey. So it's, it's been a while since we've seen you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's because I'm John Cena most of the time. <laughs> I should have that queued up somewhere. I know. <laughs> Just have it there. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, okay. So explain to me where you saw the chemistry between uh, the Madeline character and the Bond character. Okay. Let me first explain mm. the time where I thought their chemistry really didn't work. Okay. That's when they meet up again, when she's, they're supposed to go meet that villain in the jail. Oh, uh, Blofeld. Mm -hmm. And she's so fucking pissed off at him and Mm -hmm. like, there's supposed to be awkwardness, but the awkwardness doesn't really play off the way they want it to. Mm -hmm. Like it's awkward for sure, but not awkward because of their past. It almost feels awkward because they're fucking awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so like, eh, this is going to be a shitty movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh really okay I, at that point i was a little worried yeah yeah, yeah. um you know I, you had me thinking about that scene because it's you know and it, like i said we're in the spoiler section um uh, it's later revealed that like bond had a kid right mm-hmm. never got a hint of that at all i know i know you said there's a part where she oh, like, i caught it yeah. yeah but she covers up or something and it's funny when when i was driving home i looked on i should be doing this i was looking on imdb 
for like you know, I always do that. I always like look at the trivia stuff. Mm-hmm. Someone actually noted down like, oh, when she covers up her stomach, this is like a clear indicator that she's pregnant or yeah. something like that. Which obviously I was like, not I was not paying you attention. Actually, see, I'm telling you, you do this all the time. What? You talk about something mm-hmm. and then you look at IMDb to see if I'm telling the truth or not. I don't, don't, don't do that. You, you like if you ask my opinion about clothes you're wearing, you've uh, got to find two more opinions. Yeah, cuz cuz multiple opinions is better than one opinion. I got I have My two. opinion is worth three opinions. Therefore, my opinion outweighs anybody the other two people. Sounds just like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we talk <laughs> and that's why i'm like fuck this bitch talking <laughs> um but like okay so like that like that scene like they hadn't seen each other in five years there's this awkwardness like you said but you, you're saying it's awkward for the sake of being awkward i felt like if it was done better you could have got that hint of like oh what secret is she actually like really holding from him mm-hmm. you know other than like it, it's funny because like the movie is like, oh, she has a secret. She has a secret. She has a secret. Mm-hmm. The only secret that she has is that, like, this dude killed her mom and saved her. Mm-mm. I'm actually really bothered by this. I'm so glad you brought it up. Okay. Okay. Because it, like, kind of pop, like, pops in. Uh-huh. And then I forget about it. I'm like, oh, like, this is a gr- actually a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But then I remember. I feel like her saying she had a secret. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to believe that it was about her past, mm-hmm. but it was because she was fucking pregnant and she knew it. And this whole time, she mm-hmm. was trying to be playful, talking about her fucking past and everything, mm-hmm. and telling him he has to let go of his past mm-hmm. because, like, she couldn't really move forward with him with this fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so she does that thing, and okay. then he's like, "Oh, you have a fucking secret. I can't fucking talk to you now." And then, like, well, that, I, I, okay. So you saw that. I think, I think that was laid out poorly. I, I don't think that was done well. Well, I don't think it was done well, but I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, so, so that's what I, pisses me off because yeah. it's like this whole time. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that your fucking trust issues? You basically lost time with your fucking kid and this woman that you love because, like. Y'all can't fucking talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, like, yeah, and that's another thing. It's like... I got a fucking secret, you know? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't even think of it like that. I, I think to, to kind of go... To kind of like tack on to the whole, the whole secret thing. I felt like it was like a poor... It was like a poor way of misdirection. Because they were trying to imply that like the secret was... Um, what's his name? Saif? Uh, Saif? Sa- F- Saffin? Saffin. Saffin. The Saffin character. That was like the big secret, right? And I and then like well there's that moment where like where she's like laying she like has a kid and she and she's like, It's not your kid. Mm. You know, like that. He's like clears with blue eyes. Like I felt like I felt like even like her saying it's not your kid, I was like, even if that is her kid, even even if that was Bond's kid, I'm just like, I don't fucking care enough. You know, like you did get kind of upset when when they showed the kid, and you're like, no, yeah, because I was just like, all right, this is gonna be like a poor, like this is gonna be a bullshit move, like or I'm sorry, like like you had uh, like you said, I think like last episode, low hang our new our Saints of Newark episode, mm-hmm. we were like that's low hanging fruit. I mm-hmm. felt that was low hanging fruit, like that was it. Maybe like I don't think it was because I feel like 
where other movies or do that thing where it's like like a stereotype or like mm-hmm. a like a cliche type thing like mm-hmm. Bond has never had a kid that we know of. <laughs> I, that's the thing. That's never put. I've never put that in my head that like Bond never had a kid. He slept with so many women. He had had at least. A yeah, but of he's them. never had a kid with someone that he loved. True. If there was actual love, <laughs> the chemistry was just not there for me. Anyway, we we'll go on. Go on. It, it, totally different. Obviously, it's not. It's not the same thing. If it was like the Vespa character, Vespa. If Vespa came back somehow, mm. and she had a kid, I'd be like, whoa, holy shit! I got problems with that movie too. Okay, but. yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. But like. It, like the the misdirection thing, mm-hmm. like they misdirect with the fucking oh I have a secret and they want you to believe it's about mm-hmm. her past and not about the fucking baby, but it's about the fucking baby, and then yeah. and then the misdirection with oh it's not your kid, mm-hmm. okay, and then it's like like I feel like the direction is good but like the writing's not that good Uh, okay you know what i mean yeah yeah like the story chronologically makes sense Mm -hmm. and like i can follow it Mm -hmm. but it's annoying and that's what i was getting to about the second act that you could see that like oh this is where the writing gets it's starting to like devolve yeah yeah exactly exactly and and yeah and then it almost becomes campy because like rami malek like he i think he suffers from the same thing that jared leto does what's that it's almost like they're good, mm. but if you put them in the wrong spot, they're, they stick out like a sore thumb mm, because okay. their level of acting doesn't match everybody else. Okay, yeah, I can see that, yeah. I'm not saying that they're equal to each other because I know Jared Leto has like a lot of issues with his acting, especially recently, but like... Jared Leto, he's one of those people who loves the smell of his own farts. Yeah. Um, he literally has a cult. Anyway, go on. <laughs> allegedly. Literally, allegedly. <laughs> um. So... That's what I think. Like, it became campy because mm. you put this huge mega fucking actor in this role with these mediocre actors, mm. and it doesn't work. Gotcha. I was thinking about Ralph Fiennes, but he never shared a, a, a scene with Ralph Fiennes because Ralph Fiennes is a great actor. Yeah, but, but also Ralph Fiennes was barely in it. That's true. Um. So. You know, let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about that ending. Okay. All right. I was shocked that they went there. Uh-huh. Um, f- this is the movie, the first Bond film where Bond dies. He fucking actually dies. No, like, oh, is he going to pop his head up right here? Or we never saw the body. No, 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 no. You see a you see several rockets land right in front of him, just like that. Mm-hmm. Like, boom. And basically the flames envelop him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Before it fades to black. Exactly. Matter, matter of fact, I was I was, talk, I was talking to Megan, because I, t- I was telling her about the movie, and she was like, I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch Bond films. And I told her this ending, you know, and she was just like, oh, he's going to pop his head. I'm like, no, no. He's, even even her who don't who don't watch Bond films is like they're not gonna kill Bond. Mm-hmm. Even she was like, no, he's gonna pop his head. I was like, no, he's fucking dead. Yeah. They fucking killed him, you know. So, just kind of put you guys or you folks in kind of like um, the the situation or the the room or to like give you perspective. Yeah, like when Kelsey and I are watching this movie, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm just and I'm kind of like saying to myself, like they're not gonna do this, are they? Are they really gonna do this? And when the shit blows up, I'm like, holy shit! And I actually burst out laughing. Because <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, they fucking went there. So I'm a, 
I'm a I'm kind of mixed about that because one I'm like like do they really need to do that? And at the same time I'm like that is a fitting end for the the Daniel Craig era. Mm-hmm. Like I understand why they would do that. I do have to give it up to Fukunaga um the writers and Dan- and Daniel Craig cuz like that was like a good emotional gut punch. Mm-hmm. We're like um, I can't remember what was the line he said, but he was talking about like, oh, because because Madeline was like, oh, she, and she does have your eyes. And I think he said something like, yeah, like, I know, like, I figure that out. Something mm-hmm. like that. So I thought that was like a really touching moment because that's like, that's like the end, you know? Well, I think before that, mm-hmm. I think the emotional punches started before he realized he was going to die. Did you get oh. kind of some hope that they're actually going to be together? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know, I think I know what you're talking about, but go, go on. Yeah, and then, like, as time goes on and he's trying to make these deadlines and stuff, like, mm. you start to get a sense of dread. Like, he's yeah. not going to fucking make it. Like, you're losing hope. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, then yeah then there is that gut punch with her mm-hmm. with him dying and everything and them talking over this the over oh, the, the, the radio yeah. yeah i didn't i like i thought they were gonna kind of like continue kind of like torture that character the bond character oh, i'm sorry i knew what i was gonna say okay they already killed they the reason why you lose hope is because even if he lived what mm. fucking life would he have? I know, and that's the thing. I thought they were gonna go that route with the whole uh, uh, Safin like putting the 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 what's it called the nat the nanotech on in in him and stuff like that. Yeah, so that if he touched uh, Madeline or their daughter, yeah. they would die. Yeah, or if he ever has like a, a kid with someone else, that kid would die if he got close to him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I w- I was like, I mean, and that's the thing. Fukunaga has he makes some dark stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like. Oh fuck! They're gonna go super dark with this. Is gonna be some fucked up shit. Uh, and then him dying uh, by being blown up mm-hmm. is almost like a, more of a, a mercy. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. felt like because you were like, "Fuck, that's a dark ending." <laughs> I'm like, "But it would have been darker if you would have lived." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I one thing I do like, and it and I I I can't think of anything that uh, I can't think of like a particular scene or anything that Daniel Craig has done in these Bond films where you see like a lack of like hope in him at all um i mean other than like the end of casino royale or like that moment when he like deals with like the whole vespa situation uh ves is it vesper situation but he uh, says i think they call her vespa yeah okay so the whole vespa situation but like that scene where like Saf- safin is just like you know if you ever get near to her blah 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 blah, you're gonna die and he just like looks and he doesn't even look at him he just lifts up his gun and just like dumps a clip into just do 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 like that yeah and he has this look of like complete and utter despair and dread and i have and i this i think this goes into like daniel craig's performance i haven't seen him like do that face that like type like of, he broke inside yeah. he like he's fucking broken now yeah like fully like more broken than 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 in the end of casino royale mm-hmm. it was like oh shit no like that was emotional brokenness like mm-hmm. in that one where He's like really upset and trying to cope. Yeah. Like this is another level of broken where there's no fixing that. Yeah. There's yeah. no time will heals all wounds. Mm. None of that with with that reaction to him just shooting him. He's like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, 
so I so then I have to ask I have to ask you, Kelsey. Do you think this was like a good send off for uh, Daniel Craig as Bond? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I would have been satisfied with like I would have been satisfied with Skyfall the way how that ended because it could have been like oh this is like the end of Bond blah 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 blah. Um, this one I thought I think it's a good set I think it's a good satisfying way to like be done with Daniel Craig's error mm-hmm. and it's like a surefire way like yep we're done never coming back <laughs> exactly and like the way like I said how it ends it's like this the next movie is going to be a hard reboot because if they bring back Ralph Fiennes if they bring back um, if they bring back Lashana Lynch. Even if they bring back the dude who plays Q, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like we're kind of continuing this whole Bond thing again, but like within the Daniel Craig era. And I think this is just like, all right, we're fucking done with it. Yeah. So like no bringing other characters from other Bond films to the new Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know anybody's listening was going to be like, oh, Judy Dench. I think with Judy Dench, it was okay because when Judy Dench was Dench did her last film with Brosnan. That was just the end of Brosnan. That was it. There was like no death, no nothing. It was just like, let's just carry this character over mm-hmm. into like the next one. Right. Um, so like, you know, that like, fuck, Brosnan can come back again if they were like, yeah, let's bring him back for like a one movie or some shit like that if they wanted to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I will say with Lashana Lynch mm-hmm. that even though they didn't keep her as a 007. Yeah. They kind of opened the door. Uh, I think that they didn't completely shut that door. Mm, okay. Like, even if they choose a different Bond, mm-hmm. someone could choose to write her in as, like, a... Maybe, like, an, like, a lighter character. Yeah. You know, like, a... What's his name? Oh, Phyllis Lighter? Yeah. That makes sense. I can see that. Um, Or kind of, like, well, the Bond dies, mm-hmm. and... Now she has to carry on with the mission or something, and then she continues as Bond, something mm. like that, because she's not old. Yeah, she's not old. They could they could just do a hard reboot just with, like with her. I mean, they've done it with like Marvel's done it, not like hard reboot, but they've used like a, an old character. They use a different actor for a different role, and it's like all right, like yeah. it works and shit like that. Um, one more thing before we end, I was actually pretty annoyed because I, I had to think about it. I was pretty fucking annoyed about her. She had the 007 monocle, the code, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And then while they're on their mission, or while they're about to start their mission, uh, sir, uh, uh, permission to reassign yeah, you know, double the 007 o- moniker to. Yeah, to James Bond. It was like, why? Fucking why? And yeah, I, like, why would you give that up? Yeah, other than. <laughs> it the, like, came out of nowhere. Yeah, other than, like, he's going to die with his number. Like, that's it. That's the only fucking reason they did that. Yeah, exactly. He's, and it was like. Like, 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 you do get a sense, like, she genuinely cares about him now, but, mm-hmm. like, at the same time, it was, like, there was no lead-up to it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, oh, I kind of care about you now. Okay, you can have your number back. Like, yeah. what? I know. And here's another thing. It, it kind of, like, I think it, I think it, I think it, it made it worse. Because now you're, like, you, you put, the, like, he died as a number. Like, I know he's James Bond, but if he had died, like, without the, the, that 007, it would have been, like, James Bond died, not 007. Because no one wants to ever be a fucking number. And like, no, ha- and also you don't want a 007 to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it puts a stink on the next person. Like, oh, this number's unlucky. The last person died. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Just, just <laughs> he didn't retire. He just fucking died. Yeah, just retire the number. Like a fucking basketball jersey. Just retire the number. Yeah. It's like we're dead. Um, 
All right. Is that it? Is anything else? Yeah. Let's retire this this segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Next, we are going to do our variety time. So, uh, Mark. Yes? You told me that you got another email. <laughs> yes. What kind of email was it, Mark? I got... Another blackmail email. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is, um, this is my third one. (laughs) This is my third. First one, we kind of talked about it, but like I had deleted it before like we started recording. But um, if you folks are unaware, a few episodes back, I got a black, I I got a blackmail email and I read it on, on the, (laughs) on our podcast and we just like cracked up about it right so let me set up the stage okay okay set the scene yeah let me set the scene uh so i woke up sunday morning woke up sunday morning and like you know like a lot of people you kind of like reach your phone you're like all right what let me see any texts any phone calls what i miss on social media you know kind of stuff like that um back then when trump was in office it was called uh doom scrolling (laughs) (laughs) um but like I check, I check my emails every day. I think I check my emails maybe like four or five times throughout the day because sometimes I get like I get uh, like screener emails, screener or... emails, interview opportunities, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff, right? So what's in my email? This is my personal email, which um, unfortunately, uh, my guess you can see it on uh, you can find it on on the Screen Geek website, but like it's just there, like whatever. So I I I saw I saw an email from Stephanie Morris. And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and they sent me this email at 5.15 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And here is the title. Your reputation, your reputation is on the edge of an abyss. <laughs> Read the file attached. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I know... I know they say like don't click on any files or anything like that, like file uh, attachment files on when you have your emails. I don't do it on my laptop. I do do it with my phone, but like I have an Apple phone and it's a bit harder to hack that shit. Uh-huh. And it, it it let me know it was like oh this is like a straight up text, like a text document. I was like all right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I could be wrong, but I'll let you know if like within the next few days I'm like why is my phone doing this now? Maybe that's why your debit card stopped working. <gasps> No, I think it was because of San Diego. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So I, I hear, and it, you know what? This was actually surprisingly short. Mm-hmm. Really short. Okay, here's how the email goes. Okay, it reads as such. I certainly saw many different stuff, but you really astonished me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wow. I know, right? You can never feel bad about yourself again. <laughs> I know. How badly a man should love masturbation to do it this much. I've got a great number of... (laughs) I've got a great number of questions, and I like to hear your... I like to hear the answers. But sadly, I won't have a chance. Such a chance. If you want to ask, just ask. (laughs) It's because your stuff is so astonishing. I know, so sad. What what was the, the last one said? Uh, it says something about like your honor among men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. 
So it continues. It's like you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I read it once and now I'm reading it. I read it once when I got it and I was like, Boop, let me close that. <laughs> Save for later. So the email. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I keep cutting off, but like, I keep cutting in, but here we go. It's like you are a super machine in the world of, ple- of pleasures of the flesh. Thanks again. That's an- another compliment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Damn, they really want your money, Mark. Mate, I really cannot get what happens to you. I can give you a chance to preserve your reputation in the sight of your loved ones and redeem yourself. First of all, your, you are. Yourself, you are S E L F. Okay. If you neglect my claims, I will be made to share your hobby with the contact list with your email. First of all, by the sound of it, you're just helping me get in bragging rights. That's what it sounds <laughs> hey, like. They're astonished by my stuff, so and I am like <laughs> I know. really good at what I do. I'm a super machine in the world of pleasures of the flesh. <laughs> Ladies and and fellas. Pleasures of the flesh, right here. You should, you should get a tattoo. <laughs> I know. I'll just get on my shirt, get on a shirt or some shit. Okay. Um, okay. So it says, like, it says, consider your deadlock. I think a sensible offer in this situation is, and they give me this code, uh, Bitcoin. And they want me to send a, a Bitcoin amount of 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 one thousand two hundred seventy uh, USD or one two seven zero USD. <laughs> okay. So it says one two zero. Uh, I'm sorry, one two seven zero USD, and then it goes thirty nine H, which we all mean means hours. Thirty nine hours. They didn't give me forty two hours. <laughs> give me like a day and some change. Thirty nine H will be more than sufficient to meet my claims. Actually, I really doubt about your wisdom, since you don't close your cam- the clam the sorry since you don't close the camera of your device while doing the stuff like that. <laughs> Bear in mind, that's a great sin. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This, T-H-I-S apostrophe S. This is. Whoa. Whoa. And here's the thing, like, Kelsey and I are like grammar Nazis. Whoa. This, this is a great sin for, oh, whoa, holy shit. This is a great sin for worshipers. It's a great sin. Another compliment. Worshippers, come. Come to me, bitches, come. <laughs> My advice to you is not to overindulge this passion. The end. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. What was my first quote again? Why is it that people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? So, yeah, that's the email. Um, that one's better than the last I one. I know. This one was filled with compliments. <laughs> like, like, they and, don't and, fucking email me that stuff. Oh, I think. You should th- give them my email. Oh, I know, right? I think, you, I think you'll get it. Um, uh, my, my kid's mother, she's actually gotten a couple of these emails as well. Mm. She's, uh, like, I've never read them, but she's, I, I, I told her the, uh, excuse me, the second. A couple of the MOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like the, tw- the 39H. Yeah. Uh, no, I told her the the se- about the second black email blackmail email that I got, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Boy, I get them all the time." Blah blah blah, blah like all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and the thing that sucks is like, 
I'm like tempted to email them back. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it says whenever you like, uh, if you look online, like scam emails and stuff like that, or if you get emails like this, they always say like, never like respond back. Cause that could be like a gateway or some way they can kind of like keep the contact going or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, so curious to like email them back. Like, Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate all that. You know what? What's your Venmo? I can send you a couple bucks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the, like, that's the, email. it's, it's like I said, it's short. It's actually short. This, this, one, <laughs> this one is just short and filled with compliments. Short and sweet. It's short and sweet. <laughs> I feel like if they did email you again and it was only compliments, like, I feel like they would get so much money from people. Oh, I know. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to blackmail you. But like, Hey, I saw your dick in the camera. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Just thought you should know. Mm-hmm. Think about it all the time. Yeah, like whatever anybody else tells you. No, 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 no. Tell them that a stranger said that the dick, your dick was amazing, or like your boobs, ass. Like you look great naked. You know stuff like that. Yeah. You know that's the thing. I, I your, think your dick is the only not creepy one I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just some weird shit. <laughs> um, yeah, like instead of like. Yeah, instead of like sending these emails, these blackmail emails and shit like that, they just they should fill them filled with compliments. I and know. And be like, hey, just want to let you know, you know, if you if you can, if you want to, send a couple bucks my way, whatever. But you know what? You're still gonna get more emails like this because you did serve it. You are great. You, you are, rock, sir. You rock. You rock out with that cock out. You do <laughs> wonders. Amazing. Um, but like honestly, I, I'm sorry. I like. It, I, I, if I get another one, I think I'm just gonna delete it. I, I, I don't. I don't even want to chance it now. Of like clicking on it and whatever. I think yeah. I'm just gonna delete because I think the joke's. Gonna, <laughs> I think the. Is the joke gonna run old? No. I wish. I wish. I wish. I kind of wish that this could have been like a monthly thing. This month and black emails, you know, blackmail emails or some <laughs> shit like that, and then like read this shit. Blackmail tales. geriatric cinematic of Martin Campbell's Casino Royale. The man was Le Chiffre, private banker to the world's terrorists, which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose... Our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. How's our girl melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. I'm yours. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time? 
First of all, this film came out in 2006, so it's been 15 years mm-hmm. of um, Daniel Craig's. Yeah, f- 15 years and like four, five movies. Casino Royale, Quam Salas, Skyfall. Five movies. 15 years, five movies. So every three years. <clears throat> yeah. The synopsis is, after earning 00 status and a license to kill secret agent... James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorists in a high-stakes game of poker at Casino Royale Montenegro. Montenegro. (laughs) Sorry, go on. Uh, It's directed by Martin Campbell, written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Paul Haggis. It stars Daniel Craig, Eva Green, Mads Mikkelsen, Judi Dench, Jeffrey Wright, and Giancarlo Giannini. So, this was, you know, since we paired it up because it was the first one mm-hmm. that Daniel Craig did. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know what my opinion is? No, I don't care. I'm so sorry. I was I was answering a text from my kid's mother. I'm so sorry. Um, <clears throat> you should, like, turn it off. Yeah, I know. I know. My apologies. Because it, it has something to do with Leia. That's why. I was like. Shit, I gotta take care of this right now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Casino Royale, uh, Daniel Craig's first outing as James Bond. Um, I was already a longtime Bond fan by the time this movie came out. Um, I was actually one of those people that, uh, when it was announced that Daniel Craig was gonna be James Bond, I was like, who the fuck is this guy and why is he blonde? Like, yeah, and his eyes look fucking weird. Yeah, he's blue eyes. What? They're not you just know. blue, they're like neon blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll go into a little bit of like, not necessarily the hatred for me at the time, but like the whole campaign that happened that came along when this movie was announced. Um, but the most important thing is, uh, Kelsey, what did you think of this movie? Eh. Yeah, really? Yeah. Pretty okay. much eh. Um, I thought this James Bond was cocky in a way that lacked finesse. Mm-hmm. That other James Bonds are known for. Mm-hmm. He just seemed like an idiot doing things mm-hmm. too fast. Well, yeah, I, I and I think and, and it, it's not like oh he's new. It's he's just an idiot. Yeah, he's very he's very brutish. He's very like gun ho and stuff like that. And I where you might see it as a negative, I actually see it as like. Well, this is the bond we haven't fully gotten yet. This is like before he like refines his character, before he puts on the suit and is like slick as shit and all that kind of stuff. So I th- I think it makes sense um, about how brutal he can be. However, he just murks fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. He like like there's that scene at the beginning of the movie where um, where he's like in in some like third world country fucking chasing after that free runner and shit like that and he like chases him into the like into the embassy and just like beats the shit out of people just into like a government embassy it is like blah 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 just like shooting shit up yeah blowing stuff up. i was just like god damn what the is this a bond movie i would immediately be like yeah you're fired i'm gonna put a hit out I, on you <laughs> i know i know and my sex would be like you barely got your double status and you fucked up everything yeah <laughs> um so, since this is like Daniel Craig as his first out, like I said, his first outing as Bond, what did you think of him as Bond within like 
the context of this film, like if he did, like if he was doing a serviceable job as like a kind of like a soft reboot. Did I did I think he was being a good Bond in this film? Yeah, or like, what did you think his performance as like towards like the Bond character? I guess I didn't like it. Okay, like I uh, okay. So watching this film, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that after watching No Time to Die, mm-hmm. I could see where he grew into it, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if I had started with Casino Royale, mm-hmm. I would be like. There's no way they're keeping him on. Oh, really? Okay. Like if if like if you start like like if if you watch Bond if you watch Casino Royale when it was first released. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I don't feel like in in this film he did anything spectacular. Mm, okay. Like literally anybody could have been in that part. You know, if you think about it, he's actually really bad at his job in this movie. Yeah. Like 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 first of all like they wanted uh mi6 wanted him to get that bomber guy mm-hmm. the bomb maker right they wanted to get him and question him what happens he kills him <laughs> okay so he wants to like find out information about like lashif right so he goes to that one dude right mm-hmm. uh i i forgot the character's name but he like wins his aston martin aston martin stuff like that mm-hmm. he tries to like find out what's the what's the ploy and everything what happened he kills him <laughs> And, and then, his wife. Yeah, and, yeah, and his wife. And his wife. Yeah, he causes his wife to die, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's kind of like flying by the 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 seam of his pants, or however you say it. Um, the seat. The seat of, seat of his pants. Yeah. Is that, okay. And he's like barely trying to keep up with like that terrorist guy, right? Mm-hmm. Barely, fucking barely, fucking makes it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like he sits down with he meets he meets uh, uh, Vespa, and he's like, "Hey, she's like, I'm the money." Yeah, yeah, worth every penny. Um, but yeah, he like he pretty much asks her like, "Do you think this this plan is gonna work?" And she's like, "Fuck no, it's not gonna work." What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you bullheaded idiot! Exactly. <laughs> and then what happens? He plays Lashif, loses everything, <laughs> and it's only saved. It's only saved by Felix Leiter, who's like, "Here, take some money. It's like, you go get you get yourself a second chance." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wins the money. What happens? That's what gets kidnapped. What happens? Car flew. Like, like he's bad at his fucking job in this movie. He even dies. He yeah. He even he even actually loses the money because Mister White gets the fucking money mm-hmm. at the end. Yep. <laughs> and he never got it back either. I don't remember if he ever did get it back because like Quantum Assault like actually continues like literally like five minutes after no ten minutes after the end of Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he actually does get that money back. Like at all. You know what I thought was the best part of that film? Of uh, Casino Royale? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The house sinking. That was a fucking cool shot. I thought that was really fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I like how that played out. Um, so would you be surprised to know? Okay, so there was a there was an origin story of James Bond that was touted around for a while. Um, this is after uh, Roger Moore had retired. So there was a draft that was written, right, where it's Bond during like his days in the Royal Navy. But producer Albert R. Broccoli actually rejected the concept and said, like, nobody really wants to see a young James Bond. I would like to see a young James Bond. Well, like, this is like this is like that version, a young James Bond. Um, and th- I, I think at the time, this was like the most successful Bond film when it first came out. Um I think, let me find out the numbers. It made about, uh, I have the numbers here somewhere. It made close to uh, $660 million worldwide. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, 
So that so there's this. And would you would you be surprised to know that there there is an actual Casino Royale movie before this one? Was there? 1967. But it's a spy parody, right? With multiple 007s and multiple James Bonds. Uh, one of them is played by David Nevin. Another was played by Peter Sellers, fucking Mr. Pink Panther himself. Um, it's even played by Woody Allen, whose name is Jimmy Bond. I really feel like this is where Super Ego got that from. Oh, probably. Bond? <laughs> um, Bond? Um, yeah, but I, I've, I've actually never seen it. I, I know you can watch it online, but I've actually never taken time to like. Watch we need it. to watch it. I know, just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, so. We should have actually watched that oh, with this. Oh, shit. We probably should have watched that old <laughs> Casino Royale. They're like, yeah, they're going to watch Casino Royale. 1967. I know. I should have you know, done I should have surprised you. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch Casino Royale. And they put this on. You'd be like, Mark, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, okay, so in terms of... Okay, so... Okay, so... <laughs> So it did you did you even enjoy uh, Daniel's Craig performance in this movie? Mm, I kind of no. I like <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen uh, and Eva Green. Yeah, Eva Green. Yeah, and Judy Dench and mm. Jeffrey Wright. Okay. Yeah, those four. You you like them, but no Daniel Craig. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I actually like Daniel Craig in this movie. Like I, I, I did like I did like it because I because you know why? Because we hadn't got a bond like this. We had we hadn't gotten the Look, British bond. I don't need a bond like this. You know why? Why? Because every American male uh, is an idiot like that. Mm, like I see that every fucking day. Gotcha, gotcha. Like I was married to that. <laughs> okay. Except not as much of a badass. So, so you're saying your ex-husband had like plow through a door, a uh, wall is like chasing after like a free runner? Okay. Yes. One time. Okay. Oh, okay. Not married to me, all right? He was already with his new, his current wife. Mm-hmm. But before they got married, mm-hmm. Cameron mm-hmm. locked him out. It was playing a joke on him. Okay. But he like... I guess didn't realize there was a joke. Uh-huh. And he shoulder blasted the fucking door and broke the deadbolt so he, in the frame of the door. So he uh, Kool-Aid man that shit. Pretty much. Jesus. So, yeah, he did do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, fuck, all right. <laughs> Dude can't take a joke. Shit. <laughs> um, so, so, at, so at the time with this movie... With, um, before before Daniel Craig, well, okay, at, at the time Daniel Craig had been cast, right? He had actually had he had, had initially had rejected the project, uh, re- rejected the part of James Bond because he felt that like it was like a standard formula, like ah, oh, I know James Bond, you know this, that, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but he said, but it, it, supposedly he he changed his mind when he read the finished script. So he was just like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Um. Here's one thing that I thought was with every with every. Uh, new Bond film, or they introduce a new Bond character. I'm no, sorry, not a new Bond, a new James Bond. There's always like this long list of like potential candidates. This person's up. This person's up. This person's up. Okay, so at one point, Jared Butler, Gerard but- Gerard Butler, was considered, um, and Ewan McGregor, but they both shot down the role because they were feared of being typecast. There's also like a number of people that could have been 
Bond, like Sam Worthington at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was reported that, oh, James, uh, no, what's his name? Uh, Hugh Jackman actually said during an interview that they approached him to play Bond. He turned down the role. Mm-hmm. I could picture that. He probably would have done like a Sean Connery S type Bond, but a little bit more action filled. Um, I, for some reason, even when Hugh Jackman is cleaned up, mm-hmm. he's still rougher on the edges. I don't mm-hmm. think he would have been very much Sean Connery. I think he could have, like if, if like if they got him like earlier in his career than what he is now, because right now he looks kind of rough around the edges. Oh, okay. I think like earlier in his career he would have they he would he would have been a good one. Um, they said that the closest person who it was between Daniel Craig and Henry Cavill, and the only reason they didn't give Henry Cavill the role was because he was twenty two at the time, and they gave Daniel. I think Daniel Craig was like thirty two. When like mm. they offered him the role, so he looks older than that. I know, right? And the funny thing is, like, even though like now like Daniel Craig is out as Bond, Henry Cavill's name is being thrown around again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would be down for a Henry Cavill because he's kind of already done that with uh, the Man from Uncle movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I, don't know. I think I would because one, I didn't see the Man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. Two, the Man from Uncle is not as well known as James Bond. That is true. You know, so, like, he mm-hmm. could still do it and then really have, like, a franchise. Mm, okay, I gotcha, gotcha. You um, know, one that treats him better than fucking DC. Fucking seriously, just wasting that dude. Um, okay, so back to the performance. Um, okay, so, you, like he said, Jeffrey Wright, Matt Mickelson. Matt Mickelson can do no wrong. Uh, and I Jeffrey Wright. He can cry all the bloody tears he wants. Uh, I know, right? Uh, Judy Dench and Eva Green. Okay, out of those four, what what was the thing that, like, that you enjoy from their performances. Okay. For Jeffrey Wright is because mm. he was so fresh faced and he seemed confident and kind of playful. And I really oh, liked yeah. that on him. He should have been born. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eva green. Mm-hmm. I liked her because she was also kind of playful, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, she was Jeffrey Wright, but you know, yeah. Eva green. She was like really like confident and yeah. smart. Yeah, one like like how how I mentioned in our No Time to Die review, um, my biggest gripe was like the chemistry between uh, the Madeline and the Bond character. I think the chemistry between Daniel Craig and Eva Green in this movie. I think the chemistry is like great in this movie. Like I like the playfulness, the banter, the back and forth in this movie. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Why are you gonna shit on me? No. Okay. I agree with you. Oh, okay. However. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Towards this the end, is, when he catches, still talking. <laughs> now go on. When they, when he catches up to her, uh huh. You know, before that, he's like, "Oh, she fucking betrayed me." Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't care if she dies. He said something like, "Like she's gonna die or something." Like someone said, "She's gonna die or I'm gonna kill her," and he's like, "Have at it or something." I don't oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or no, I'll, or I'll do it first or something. I don't yeah, know, but it yeah. was like you just fucking boned her like you were in love with her yeah but she you switched her. on her so fucking fast you betrayed her you don't betray bond you also need some time to process mm. to figure out where the other person's coming from like you um, don't just be like <laughs> i love you die bitch like <laughs> that turn was pretty abrupt. Hard, pretty abrupt it was pretty i'm not gonna die it was pretty abrupt. i was like fuck dude yeah and then so look and so the other thing that bothers me about mm. it is that he doesn't really reflect on it that much mm-hmm. like he's heartbroken because he lost his love not because he lost her per se mm-hmm. and then also 
he paints this picture mm. about her in fucking No Time to Die. Oh, uh, like the love of his life and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but like after watching Casino Royale, I'm like, why? <laughs> like <laughs> that wasn't there at the end. Like what the fuck? I get you. Yeah, and they and tell you they don't really like. I mean they. They they like force it in in uh, Quantum of Solace, but they don't really like touch up on it or like have them really. Uh, from from my memory of the, of the later films, they don't really have them like reflect on it. Um, like you think they could have done in a in a in a multi movie arc if they fucking thought it out correctly and shit. Yeah. Um, instead of like ham fisted it in the fucking like into uh, what's it called? Uh, no time to die. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Evergreen, um, here are the candidates that could have played the could have played as Vesper. Uh, Eva Longoria, no. Angelina Jolie, yeah. Naomi Watts, Naomi Watts. Actually, Angelina Jolie at that time, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can picture that. Um, obviously, I, I think obviously that they would have been way bigger than like whoever they would have brought on as James Bond. So I can see like maybe they're like, eh, let's. The we movie, want to the- overshadow James yeah. Bond. Um, Naomi Watts, I can picture that. Scarlett Johansson, no. Um, maybe as a different character, not as the Vesper character. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde, and supposedly like I like Olivia Wilde for that. And supposedly Charlize Theron was strongly considered for the role. It's Theron. I like to say Theron. She has said, "Don't call her that." Well, don't tell her that I said that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so there's a reason why they brought Martin Campbell in this movie or to direct this film. Mm-hmm. Well, one, he said that he had nothing going on. He was like, all right, I'll do What's it. What's going on? I know, it's right? nothing. Um, <laughs> but they, but the, um, the people who own the Bond franchise, they came to him because he rebooted Bond already with Pierce Brosnan. Oh. And, um, a lot of people, including myself, think that Goldeneye is the best bit, best Pierce Brosnan film. It is a it is a really great. Oh, it's dated as fuck. It was also kind of really fun to play on Nintendo sixty four. Oh, love that game! Oof. That was a fucking awesome game. <laughs> um, so, okay, so since oh, okay, so since this movie is like heavy on action, what did you think of the action in this movie? Okay, I felt mm. like the camera was always bouncing around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I will just automatically say that's a. Uh, don't like it because i can't okay. follow it okay there you go that's it mm. that's it nothing nothing else to add to it i like the house sinking well what about the car chase like the the where the ashton martin is like fucking barrel rolled like thirteen thousand times um i guess i kind of like the fact that she was in the middle of the road all of a sudden oh yeah you know yeah. and then he had to like and he almost died yeah he had to like, react to it so that that barrel roll. Uh, let me see if I because I, I had the information on this too. Okay, here we go. So the car barrel car barrel roll stunt by the S, uh, by the Aston Martin DBS broke the world record as the most barrel rolls assisted by a cannon. Um, so originally, the racing specifications of the DBS meant that a standard wrap should not be sufficient enough to essentially do that roll. So they had to use a cannon to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records, two thousand and six. But in one afternoon shooting, they destroyed three of those cars. 
to get it right. Oh my god! Each car totaling three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> almost a million dollars to do that fucking stuff. Well, it, uh, no, just a just a car alone, almost a million dollars, and then like set up and everything in time and all that kind of shit like that. Hey, totally worth it. They they what scored about what was, what was the number I gave out? Six hundred, uh, close to six hundred fifty one million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the action in this movie, and the like the reason why the action of the movie is so, it's like this. It's so like hand hand combat and close fighting and stuff like that. Is obviously it's cheaper to do. No, no, no. It's not that it was cheaper to do. I mean, just like the this, just like the stunt scene where the free running scene. I think it took like six weeks to like shoot that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, because this because this movie like Casino uh, James Bond was already seen as a dated kind of individual, right? Mm-hmm. Die Another Day was trashed, right? It was so outdated, it was so bad, and everything. Okay, so then the Jason Bourne movie comes out. And then the the Broccoli family and the people who own, like, the Bond franchise, they were like, we got to do that. We got to, like, catch up to that. Mind you, the Bond franchise had been out for years already. Mm-hmm. So that type of, like, action was already done. Um, so it was like, they obviously did this to kind of, like, revitalize the franchise. To, mm-hmm. like, bring it up, bring it current. And I think it, like, in my opinion, I think it worked well for, for this movie, for, especially a Bond who's brutish and unrefined, who's, like, fucked up and shit like that. So I will say mm-hmm. that probably, I know I give it shit now, but like if I had watched it when it came out, I probably would have really enjoyed it. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't dislike, like I dislike that machoism more now than I did before. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I see. That's actually what attracted me to okay. my ex. You know I what I mean? You. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then also he's British, but he comes off very American, mm-hmm. which I guess is really refreshing because like... Mm. Come on, like British people have like a very specific stereotype. <laughs> yeah, sure. And sure. you know, um, Daniel Craig is not it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, so check this out. So the uh, the Broccoli family, they did not have the rights to Casino Royale, even though there's an Ian Fleming's book and everything like that. This is, if I remember correctly, this is like the first uh, the first Bond book was Ian Fleming's Cas- Casino Royale fight. I think I remember that correctly. So they didn't own the rights, right? Sony had the rights. Okay? Hold up. Sony had the rights. Mm -hmm. MGM had something that Sony wanted. Which was? So, 2000. They come to MGM. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. MGM comes to... uh... Okay, okay. So Sony comes to... Until when? Okay, so so they come to Sony. We want those rights. We want we want Casino Royale. We gotta do a Casino Royale movie. And MGM's like, all right, fine. But um, I'm sorry, Sony's like, all right, fine. You know, to MGM. But you got something we want. And Sony and MGM's like, ah, fine. You guys can have this. They fucking gave up Spider Man. Oh my god. <laughs> MGM had the rights to Spider Man and was like, give us Casino Royale. And was like, boop. Jesus Christ. I know. Fuck you, MGM. Should have given them Marvel. Yeah, and then they went bankrupt. The end. I know. Yeah, Marvel was around, though. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's. Yeah, when I read about that, I was like, what? Holy shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so there was a 
Casino Royale movie that Quentin Tarantino wanted to do. But he wanted to make it like out, out of continuity within the universe and actually wanted to bring Pierce Brosnan back, right? He, From what I read, he wanted to do in black and white. He didn't want no classic John Barry theme. He didn't want no open title sequence. He didn't want no one line. He didn't want any of the Bond shit. Really? He was going to use a voiceover, voiceover narration that involved Fleming's text. Um, the film would have been more of like of a noir type deal. Yeah, I'm getting noir vibes. Yeah, and would have, it would have said immediately after the death of his wife from Her Majesty's Secret Service. Hmm. But Eon, that owns the owns Bond, was like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> like we're good, we're good. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they were good. And like Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan was interested in coming back too for to do Bond. He really, he really wanted to, mm-hmm. but they had to pay him like thirty two million dollars. Mm. <laughs> so they're like, mm, let's just go ahead and just reboot this franchise. Let's <laughs> reboot it. Um. Uh, oh, and, and and that Quentin Tarantino version. So he was like he was in talks with Sony because like like Sony had had the rights. He wanted Samuel Jackson to play Felix Slider, Uma Thurma as a as Vesper. No and no. <laughs> Can you imagine this, Bond? You motherfucker, just shooting up this goddamn place. <laughs> Probably, Bond, you motherfucker. I know, right? <laughs> Here's some money. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then one of the things that was like heavily influenced by this movie was it's so it's rumored that Batman Begins was actually helped influence this uh, influence producer Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli to reboot the franchise to have it kind of like of a darker vibe and a darker direction and stuff like mm. that. Which like you can kind of see it uh, like within this movie, you can kind of see like a little bit of like oh, I can grit. see the, I see the grit. Yeah, you can definitely see the grit of it. Um, My thing is like I remember, like I said, when I saw this movie, I was like, I, I one, like I said, I didn't like Daniel Craig as Bond. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was gonna be a good Bond. At the end, at the end of the movie, I was like, ah, okay, I guess. Like I guess I'm gonna go with this. I mean, I can't really. I don't really have a say in it, but I, I guess I'll roll with the next Bond film. Uh, I remember I saw this with my mom. This is like one of the things that my mom and I connect with. It's like a James Bond film. Mm-hmm. We've, she showed me like a bunch of them. Every year there's a new Bond film. We go see it and stuff like that. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take her to go see No Time to Die probably like sometime this week. Um, even though now I think about it, I'm kind of dreading that. Fuck. Because <laughs> three hours. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but like after like revisiting we it. We should have just took her with us when we went. Oh, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but after like revisiting this movie, um, I don't know. I, I, I can appreciate it. Like a lot of people think this is like Dan Craig's best film. Me personally, I think it's, I think it's Skyfall. Um, but I can see why people really like this film. And I, I actually really did enjoy it. I felt, I actually felt like this movie was a lot smoother than, uh, No Time to Die. Hmm. We disagree. I know. With each other. Fuck, this bitch is still talking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. Be careful. I might hmm. logistics your ass. Oh my god, no. <laughs> um Okay, so the hate about this film. Uh, the hate about Daniel Craig. There was this huge campaign about James Bond, uh, who's this no name guy, Daniel Craig, this isn't that, which before this he did a movie called Layer Cake. That was that is what got him notice. Mm-hmm. Barbara Broccoli saw that movie and was like 
I want that guy. That like helped him get his fucking spot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so like there's this article I, I found. It's on Yahoo News. Um, it's It was written in 2016. I want to give the writer... Uh, what's the writer's name? I want to give the writer his, uh, his or her uh, props. Uh, the writer who goes by... I cannot... <laughs> You know, I've seen a few articles where they don't have a name. Yeah, they don't have a byline. That annoys me so much. I can't find... Yeah, I don't see the byline. Okay, so... It was made by a ghost. Yeah. So it was written in 2016. It's called... Oh, actually, I found found a picture of the person. Uh, The byline, the writer is... Oh, Ben Falk. That's the writer. Okay, so the article is titled, uh, Remember When People Hated Daniel Daniel Craig as Bond. So the article goes, the trolling began the moment he was announced, but it was cemented as a thing when Daniel Craig arrived in the speedboat at the London press conference, unveiling him as the James Bond wearing a life jacket. People gave him shit for just wearing a fucking life jacket. How dare you not almost die for I know. real? Yeah. You, you, Bond is dangerous. You should be dangerous all the time. Uh, critics, critics argued that he had no charisma. He didn't have a classic look. He didn't have the dark hair at all. Which is, I mean, you could dye his hair, but then he'd look really yeah. fucking weird. And I, I can see that he, 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 I can see that he is handsome, but he's like an unconventional type of handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the article goes on uh, from a quote from an online bulletin board. It says, "I'm sure a blonde could play James Bond, but not someone who's so ugly and uncharismatic as Daniel Craig." He got a lot of fucking. Oh my god! I, I think like. Someone came up with the name, like, James Blonde. <laughs> you know, like, all cracking shit. Uh, another person wrote, bring, bring Back Pierce. Bring Back Pierce. Daniel looks like a villain in the Bond film that gets killed by 007 in the opening sequence. Um, so, they're, so they pulled out a, a, a quote from Sean Egan, uh, who is an author of James Bond, The Secret History. Uh, Egan had said... Uh, most of them cause a stir, if not as much as Craig, because there's been no bond before Sean Connery, George Lanzen, Lazenby, sorry, Lanzenby, Lazenby was on a hiding, was on a hiding to nothing. When Roger Moore was cast, a lot of people thought he was too soft. When Timothy Dalton was uh, cast, bit, uh, he was bit equine for some people's taste and a bit northern. Wait, what was the first word? Spell it. Uh, E-Q-U-I-N-E. Equine. Equine. Like a horse? I guess. Um, and it says, like, it seems like Pierce Brosnan is the only one who didn't get controversy. Probably because he actually looked like, almost like a Bond, like a parody of Bond archetype. But I, I can, I can see that. Um, Timothy Dalton's Bond got a lot of shit. I think he only did, like, two or three movies, but I actually like Timothy Dalton's Bond. Um, yeah, here we go. And so the Daily Mirror, they nicknamed him James Bland. Oh man, so clever, <laughs> so clever. Um, so the perhaps it says perhaps the most notorious insult came in the form of an entire website called Craig Not Bond dot uh, com. Uh, the single goal was to like just just it just like it, like this is how it's described. Like shit blast the actor. Yeah, it's described as credit with single handedly ruining the broccoli family business. Like that's what they're going about. Like Daniel Craig, okay. So, Craig Not Bond closed down in 2006. However, there is a similar site called DanielCraigIsNotBond.com that it still exists. I've checked that site as recent as three days ago. 
They, really? Yep. They wrote a, they wrote a two part. Whoever owns the site, they wrote a two part article on No Time to Die and about why it's shit. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? But you know what? Casino Royale, six hundred. It's six hundred fifty-one million dollars worldwide box office. The sixty, the six hundred fifty-one million dollars that the owner of Daniel Craig is not Bond dot com doesn't have and wishes he had. <laughs> I know, right? You know what? That dude, that person can hate all they want. Daniel Craig is just like whatever, counting that Bond money, getting mm-hmm. these leading roles. Actually, this Daniel Craig, um, it's like this Daniel Craig. This, <laughs> I know this James Bond was the only. Um, Sorry, Daniel Craig as James Bond is the only actor to play James Bond that was nominated for a BAFTA award. Oh, cool. For Casino Royale. So it's like, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I used to not like him, but I grew to like him. And I actually like Daniel Craig as an actor. So seeing him in anything, I'm like, all right, I'm down. Like Daniel Craig's in it? Cool. Check it out. Fucking. What about Robert Pattinson? I have respect for Robert Pattinson. Everyone always goes like to the fucking Twilight argument. No, I know, but I bet you he could play James Bond. Oh, he would never take that fucking role. I know he probably wouldn't, but I bet you he could do it. He probably could. He's, he's. I think he's a little too like angsty. Angsty, maybe too, like like how we say or Hugh brooding. Jack. Like yeah, like how we say with Hugh Jackman, he looks a little too rough around the edges um, to probably play like a. Like I don't. I've know. seen him clean up real nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, what else? I completely fucking forgot. Holy shit. Uh. So, James Bond, Casino Royale, <laughs> Kelsey, do you think this movie still holds up? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? It's very of its time. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only 15 years ago, it feels dated. Mm-hmm. The James Bond character is not... It is also very mid-2000s, mm. mid-aughts. Like, I don't know, it... There was just not the refinery wasn't there. I, I get the updated thing. Mm-hmm. They could have updated him in a way that made sense. Mm. Uh, mm. And the writing was kind of weird, and the cameras were also not that great. A little too janky and all that. For yeah, you. a little too jittery and mm. blah blah blah. Um, I think it still holds up, especially if you. After watching No Time to Die, I think it's great to kind of like go back and watch this movie again and then see Bond's um, arc, his whole like transitioning into like the James Bond character like that we know and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does hold up. The only the only one part that doesn't hold up is like some of the some of the tech does look super fucking dated. <laughs> like the, and the, the phones. <laughs> yeah. And the fashion. It's like, ooh, that is definitely Ott's fashion. Yeah. Shit like that. Like this one lady is wearing like a leather dress. Oh, that's oh, the blonde yeah, villain yeah. lady that doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, I mean, I like Mads Mikkelsen and Jeffrey. R- I like seeing them. I like seeing these actors mm-hmm. perform. They, especially Mads Mikkelsen, you know, fucking Mr. Hannibal and so I love seeing them. Seeing Me too. Ass. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. No. Kelsey's like, I think I'm done. My uh, eyes are watering because I'm tired. <laughs> whatever. Not because I'm crying. Because it was. Are you crying tears of blood? Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's going to be our episode for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on the website uh, where Kelsey uh, occasionally writes for. 
Um, for you know, for all your film, TV news, all that kind of stuff, go to your yourentertainmentcorner.com. Don't go to Variety. Don't go to Entertainment Weekly. Don't even go to Slash Film. Go to your Entertainment Corner. Just do it. Yeah. Do because it. it's yours. It's in the name. Mm-hmm. 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 That's like that. That's like that jingle for Albertsons. Albertsons, it's your store. You damn right, it's my store. Yeah, and so it's this website. Exactly. That's my website. Actually, it's not. But let's just say it is. It's, but it's not. But it's your website. My website. No, no, no. Your. Oh, your. Yeah. I'm about it's your website. It's your website. <laughs> it's your website. <laughs> it's not like you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> um. So yeah, and you can find this episode, uh, or this podcast, and all our past podcasts, and all podcast catchers everywhere in your bed, in your closet. We put the closet together. We're now in the closet. We're gonna come come out of the closet. You made this joke last week. I know, right? <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. Also, I feel like you know how many. I think you challenge yourself how many times you can say podcast in one sentence. It's a fucking tongue twister. Podcast, 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 podcast catchers, podcast catchers. Um, next week we will be doing a review of uh, ridley scott's latest film the last duel uh it comes out in theaters on friday october 15th um like i say in every episode if you don't feel safe to go to the theaters don't worry about it um fortunately for kelsey and myself we actually got to check out a screener for it um, at the El Capitan at the Theater. El Capitan Theater. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna review that. We got a, quite a lot to say about it. Um, with our that, we're gonna do our geriatric cinematic with his 1994's The Shawshank Redemption. I'm so glad we're finally doing this movie. Kelsey has never seen this movie. I think I've passed it up twice already. I know you've passed it up at least once. Because I remember you talked to your dad about seeing this, and your dad was like, oh, that's a great movie. I know. I'm like, what? You watched that movie? Yeah. Every <laughs> fucking, everybody has seen this movie. I don't movie. love it. My dad, my dad doesn't really watch movies. Yeah. Even your da- you know what? You're not going to come on. Your dad's going to do the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Louis is going to guest host. Um, so that movie is streaming on HBO Max and is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, and YouTube TV. Uh, the topic for that week will be pointing fingers until something sticks. Okay. Sticks. <laughs> look, they all, look, waste of talent. They all, they all the, can't be great. Okay? The topic should have been sticks and stones. <sighs> it's okay. We'll make it the, the title. Oh, uh, God, no. No. <laughs> yes. Fine. No. Anyway. So we're going <laughs> to bid you guys. make that weird noise. I, I mean, that weird face. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to bid you guys adieu. As Kelsey's making a weird face. <laughs> uh, but before we leave, I'm going to leave you guys off with a nice little story. Uh, like I said, you know, trouble pass. Got in a lot of trouble growing up. Uh, I had a Spanish teacher uh, in high school. I fucking hate it so much. I absolutely fucking hated this dude. Um, I felt like he had it out for me, too. Um, and so, like, one day I was talking to my friend, uh, Tim. And we, I was just telling about this teacher. I was like, man, fuck this guy. Fuck, you know, this is that. I think he's purposely trying to fail me. Like, all this kind of stuff, you know. Not realizing that the issue is with me. Well, it's still him, because fuck that guy. To this day, fuck that teacher. Anyway. So, you know, I, I reached the end of my tale. And my friend looks at me. And he must have just watched uh, Casino Royale. Because he asked me, like, what do you want me to do with the teacher? And I was like, what do you mean? And then he looks at me and he says, do you want a clean kill or do you want to send a message? 